Hi, welcome to the Black Music Nomad Show. I'm here today with Alex LeBron. Yes, ma'am. An amazing musician, actor, living in Barcelona. And I remember the first time I saw you perform, it just blew my mind away. You're such an amazing performer with a wide range, right? Um, But yeah, let's just Some say broken. (laughs) (laughs) All over the place. Right, I hate it when people box musicians into one genre it's music whatever you feel like doing it depends on how you feel right and Absolutely. what you're feeling i mean it's exactly that and you know to tie on to the fact that you know being broken or being all over the place i think it's a reaction from growing up you know where i grew up yeah because i am used to kind of channeling out my own frustrations and what i found in different genres of music yeah so in some way shape or form they all speak to me in a different way yeah so now you know when i perform myself that's why you hear you know this neo soul thingy mixed mm-hmm. with an elvis song out of the blue just yeah. because it gives me something so i think that's the the common denominator in all artistic endeavors i always gone you know to yeah just cater to what makes me happy and through that i can convey that feeling to other people and make people hopefully feel something too yeah yeah, yeah it was such a great performance Thank right you. yeah i mean that's all you can hope yeah i really i was like i need to have him on the show i need to have him I'm happy to be here. And All thank right. you so much for you know no, just being you. open to it. It's my pleasure. I mean, I've spoken to you already, and I know your story, but just you know, share it with like how you came to love music, how you grew up, and how did you get here? It's interesting because I thought about that myself, and how did I get to love music? I think it was always there mm. because as a six years six year old. Uh, my first ever live show I attended with my mom it was this annual music festival in the city where I grew up in and I remember as a six-year-old like looking up on that big stage and just like thinking I have no idea what the fuck I'm watching but I cannot look away and it was that feeling that was cemented in me as a six-year-old that like connection to what was happening and Maybe it was always there because ever since I couldn't get out of my mind. So my mom put me in drum school, yeah. you know, the first and only instrument I ever took classes in. So as a seven-year-old, right, Keith, as a seven-year-old, I started to play the drums. And ever since, it was just like a steady mm-hmm. accumulation. And mm-hmm. I always felt that it was an outlet. I always felt that this is kind of an X factor in life. Yeah. That regardless of what's going on, because I was a sports person. I think we talked about that yeah. last time. I was, you know, sports was the center of my life as a kid. But music, you know, mentally and cognitively has always been the centerpiece. Yeah. I just, you know, was around it and was being in an environment that it was discouraged, you know? Because that's kind of a pipe dream. Yeah. It's not being realistic. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's, throughout the years, I kept to it. Again, in one way, shape or form, it was always around. And then when I felt that Sweden was kind of too small to like, for me, grow into the person I always thought I could be, I felt I needed to get out in the world. And through those experiences, traveling around the world, I realized that music is me. Mm-hmm. It is what I have inside. Because now when I surround myself with people that don't, you know, they have lived a life that doesn't program to be discouraged yeah. in that way. So all of a sudden I realized that, you know, you're not wrong. You just got to work your ass off, believe, and one day you'll get there. Yeah. Not to say that I've reached the top yeah. by any means, but I can yeah. live a comfortable life doing what I love. Yeah. And 
that I respect. Yeah. Like there's nothing else, you know? Yeah. You spoke about growing up in a really white neighborhood and now you... Try country. You know, a country. <laughs> <laughs> and now... What's up with the neighborhood, mama shit? <laughs> How were you introduced to black music? I mean, I know TVs and the internet, but yeah. what was that experience for you? And what did it mean to you? I mean, that's, that's two questions, right? So. No, it's cool because... It's what you say, it came through media. Because again, like, if you take the whitest country on earth, yeah. Russia aside, and then you take the whitest part of that country, that's literally where I grew up. So, I was programmed long into my life not to cater to any of my blackness mm. or my own you know struggles with identify why I felt different yeah. because I was too caught up in you know I'm doing everything not to be a problem for what seems to be the norm here because as soon as I deviate from that oh shit mm-hmm. here comes the shit storm you know yeah. and partially being who I am that shit storm was always around me but again being too programmed to even dare to think about that because yeah. then I'm a problem so all of that kind of like when rap music and when black artistic form or artistic in black forms came into my life it catered to me and it gave me happiness it gave me a sense of belonging but i never allowed it to go that far mentally Mm. because that would break down everything i've been working for to get accepted by all these people you know Mm. so what if i start to cater to all my blackness now that i feel is the right thing inside me the older i get but then i get told from my friends that you know yeah yeah tone it down we know you black alex yeah. And I was like, oh shit, am I gonna lose my friends? You know? Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, you, you don't like me for me? Okay, get the fuck out of yeah. here. <laughs> I really love that you said it gave you a sense of belonging. So far away without a community of, you know, black people, through the music, there was yeah. some sense of, you know, wow, this is. Because all of a sudden, you know, growing up in a place where nobody around you are able to relate they don't want to relate you know all that shit and through music and through actors and movies all of a sudden i felt that through the stories or through the acting or through the actor or Mm. actress yeah i felt the connection with Mm. a person that in my imagination can relate to what i'm going through yeah because here we had this story being depicted or this song talking about this and that so i'm like ah but this story being told to me through the music of the movie mm-hmm. tells me that you would understand what I'm going through if we were to talk yeah so I cling on to that yeah and you know hence me Ex- example you never studying acting for example yeah I realize now that going back through the years and having watched a crazy mm-hmm. obsessed amount of movies I was a person you know I was like I didn't give a fuck I, I watched four or five movies a day didn't even go out Mm -hmm. because I felt it elevated my mind and that's kind of how I've studied acting without even knowing that that's what it was because now I am told that you're a great actor Mm -hmm. and I have no idea what people refer to more than whatever I'm trying to convey they believe they believe yeah and that's important right yeah I think so yeah so once you started listening to you know a lot of black music genres who, who did you listen to a lot? Like, who, who do you think of when you think of your childhood or your teenage years in terms of um, musicians that you really just 
bonded with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, interesting, because that's a retroactive notion then. Because when I was there, I never perceived them as that. Uh. But I have to say Jackie Wilson. Oh, okay. As one who really stuck with me, you know. But it was more, to be honest, at that age. And now I realize a little bit where it comes from knowing the story. But it was more about his energy, his mm. passion, that thing. That I feel and think that I am representing myself. Because mm -hmm. he was never really trained in what he does. But when yeah. he was on stage, you can't deny that cat. Yeah. And I feel a little bit about myself. Like, question the training all you want or where you come from. But when they perform, what are you going to say? Yeah. Like? So, him... And people like him that, you know, kind of showed that whatever hardships you go through, like, I will not let it hold me down, you know? Mm. And just show gratitude for that moment. Because yeah. we, we also know those artists, you know, who have that, you know, almost, I don't know how to express it, you know? <laughs> they act like it's a certainty. Yeah. And I'm like, for me, it's not a certainty. For me, it's something like every time I'm on the stage, I do this as if it's the last time I will yeah. ever do it. That's just how I'm programmed, and it gives me that type of love. So I don't know any other way. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what people connect to, maybe. Yeah. At the end of the day. Do you have one genre that you absolutely love? You ready? What's yeah? Yes. You sitting down? Yeah. Everybody sitting down at home? <laughs> so Alex is favorite music in the world had he were to perish to be alone on a stranded <laughs> island or whatever it's country music mama oh yes oh yes yeah. i love that i love that but you see that is also a funny thing that that is something i've had to defend bigger part of my life than not mm. because it doesn't fit the narrative yeah. As a black person with a comb in my hair, yeah. and other people are like, "Why wow, you like country?" No, yeah. no, no, I fucking love country. But country has a lot of its roots in, it's you amazing. know, black music as well. But it's, I mean, but obviously, it's attributed to yeah. the honky tonk and you know, <laughs> the Hank Williamses of the world, you know. Yeah. Respectfully, but as you say, it's a, it's a yeah. lot of black roots in it. Yeah. And I just love the the storytelling and the the usage of melody mm. in conjunction to each other brings me back a lot to the old Negro spirituals mm -hmm. and those type songs where it was a lot of pain behind the lyrics. Yeah. And country music is basically a fucking vast sea of sob stories mm -hmm. and breakups. Yeah. So in that sense I, I feel the connection between them two somehow, yeah. you know? Yeah. And more. Who's your favorite country artist? I don't have a favorite. Yeah. There are many. Yeah. Many. It's just like if it's a song that speaks to me. Yeah. And my rule is like if it's five songs yeah. by the same artist that I'm like, I really dig these songs, then I like that yeah. artist. So but if it's like less than five, then it's more circumstantial. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. It could easily be three, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um I didn't really grow up on country music, but I do remember my mom used to play a lot of songs by Dolly Parton and yeah. I do remember Coat of Many Colors. Yeah, I remember her playing that a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, Dolly Parton's yeah. good. Yeah, she. I, I dig her she is, a lot. Yeah. And also, like there, there's a struggle there. Whenever there's a struggle, somehow you know, and the struggle of the matriarch in modern day society yeah. is enough because that's the one and only thing I can compare to the black experience yeah. and a white, you know, that thing. So 
stories originating out of that yeah. also I can kind of pseudo relate to, you yeah. know? In which instruments? Because you play a lot of instruments. I've seen you play the saxophone. Um, yeah. Did you play something else that day? The drums or the guitar? No, you didn't. not that okay. day. Uh, yeah, but what else do you play? Because I know you, know, you play a lot of instruments. started with drums and then, you know, the normals, guitar, bass, uh, piano wow. came along, you know, in the school years. Because this high school I went to in Sweden, they had like guitars hanging yeah. in the hallways, they had a piano and stuff like that. And we also had a very passionate music teacher mm. when I was young. So she was kind of my first connection into it, which was great. So yeah. she always saw to it that we had connection to instruments in school. Yeah. So I was one of the kids that stayed inside during the breaks and, you know, was glued to one yeah. of the instruments. Meanwhile, other one, I was, you know, was outside. Yeah. Right? And through that, after that, I don't know what it is. It's just been around. Yeah. And that's always what I tell people. Throughout this, I've formed a retroactive kind of theory mm-hmm. through myself because how often aren't we told, yeah, I used to play an instrument as a kid, right? And, but I stopped. And I was like, ah, <laughs> because you played because you wanted to learn. Yeah. That's why you never did because your expectations will never receive the actual mm-hmm. speed of the development. Mm-hmm. So if that's the reason you play, you will get bored. Take yeah. my word for it. And then I look back on my years and now being able to play 11 instruments because I've toured 11 around the world playing on big stages wow. with all 11. So that's why I dare to say 11. But I can honestly not say when I knew how to play any of them it just happens and why it happened i think here's my theory it's because every time i did it i never even thought about practicing i knew mm-hmm. like this thing that i'm holding in my arms right now nothing makes me more happy in this moment than to play this thing so people have to fucking pry this out of my arms and i forget the days of it and that's why i'm sitting here now yeah. and I, I tell people that ask yourself what am i doing with the instrument am i enjoying my time right now or am I not because if you're not you won't be you won't be so I I always tell people that set out to start to play a new instrument I don't care if you take the guitar and bang it in your head three (laughs) years if that's what's gonna make you pick up the guitar tomorrow consistency is the key consistency that's it because then you will sit there in five years and people like when do you learn to step play the guitar and you have no idea yeah it just happens consistency Mm -hmm. and practice Yeah. yeah But, but also, you know, as someone I, I had through the school, you know, the gymnasium again, they tried to give me teachers here and there, you know, that wanted to teach me music. Yeah. I was one of the kids that never did the homework and never, I was fucking hopeless. <laughs> they deemed me out like you're in a hopeless case. Yeah. You need to practice. You need to study scales. I'm like, fuck you, because they make <laughs> me feel miserable. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have artists, you know, legends that don't know what chord it is to save their life. But we would all sacrifice a pinky to be able to see them live again. But they're dead now. How can you explain that? Passion, love, and persistence. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me no that I have to. I'm going to show you in fact that I don't. And now I'm sitting here today. Try to tell me no now. (laughs) Try. Yeah. So, you know, it's... And people always tell me like, yeah, Alex, but... 
everybody ain't you and everybody I'm like yeah but what does that mean that's mm-hmm. another excuse in my book because I haven't always been here mentally yeah. I haven't always been here economically you know yeah. but I just made up my fucking mind like, this is what I believe yeah. and until someone comes along and make a logical sense out of the opposite I'm gonna stay here Yeah. and I'm still here yeah and you're doing amazing you know well it can always <laughs> no, i mean i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah. so much but for me like i i am nowhere clear close to where i want to be mm. i'm just feeling i am the beginning now but you're appreciating the journey i oh, think yes. the small wins i think that's something a lot of people oh, that's something i try to celebrate as well the journey to where Absolutely. i'm going or where Absolutely. Going. and also i mean many times the journey is the destination right? yeah because yeah. I, i don't have like a specific goal with anything mm-hmm. except buying a sick house yeah that's like the one thing i don't give a fuck about cars no nothing i just want a sick house because i'm yeah. a homebody yeah i just want to put on tiana taylor <laughs> and fucking dance around yeah, in my undies <laughs> you know like i don't need nobody <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> no but for me like you know me and my dog if and when i'm lucky enough to find a woman and you know family or something i just want to that's what i'm working for yeah i don't give a fuck about the rest like yeah. when and if that happens they're gonna know like oh, okay this man he got us yeah he yeah. focused on himself enough to be, to able, be able to, to have his people yeah when and if they occur you know yeah and that's my focus right now yeah oh, that's I, great. because yeah. you know <laughs> i'm going through some shit so yeah. i'm thinking about that you know what is important to me you know it's that genuinity that i feel i receive in you mm-hmm. and also that oh. you know No, but you, yeah. know, you know, and you know also that you're a rare person. Oh. Because there's, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm blowing smoke I, up I a ass now in our own podcast. So everybody I, listening right now. I, I, mm. I, that thing is that I used to be very materialistic. Yeah. And I feel at some points it's still there. You know, mm-hmm. I like to sometimes go there but it's more of a sense to for the experience. Yeah. Like the other month, for example, like And no people, this is no bragging, this is an explanation to, you know, rags yeah. to riches kind of thing that I went into this suit store mm-hmm. and I just bought a suit for 1200 euros in cash just yeah. because I've dreamed about it. Yeah. And I don't know why it's value to me because, you know, it's a fucking set of clothes, right? Yeah. But just that feeling and coming from where we come from, you know, being looked at when you walk into a store, you know, automatically thinking that you can't afford it and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Every black person knows what I'm talking about. And it just felt so nice when this dude, like, do you want to pay cash or credit? And I like, just looked at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ca- cash, of course. <laughs> and he was like, oh, surprise. <laughs> normally people don't pay cash. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. What? <laughs> Yeah. That, that sense, you know, and that, you know, I, I think it speaks deeper mm-hmm. into just the materialistic sense. Yeah. It's kind of a sense of recaption of pride, yeah. you know, the in-your-face type of thing. You know, okay, yeah. you have your visions, but here I am yeah. breaking off your norms. And it felt nice. It felt nice to do that, yeah. right? And yeah. just have your... And the same thing also, you know, things stemming out of the world that I'm so used to having people judging me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a lot of my self-value is formed with my yeah. exterior what comes you know so just having the people look at me the way they do when i wear this suit yeah it it's amazing yeah because i don't even know where it comes from yeah it is probably it probably comes from you know lack of said things in other places yeah. so i'm looking you know 
for that yeah. for the answer. Maybe when I find that small family I referred to earlier, it's the key to not treasuring a soup like this too much. Like this, yeah. Because then you realize yeah. what it is, you know? I think with different experiences, and I really appreciate you sharing that because, yeah, like I said, I grew up in a you know in a black predominantly black community, like in Nigeria and Ghana. So for me, moving to the U.S. was you know really did. That's why I had to confront my black identity. I had to confront it every day, right? Yeah. For you, when you moved, when you were living in the U.S., that was a different experience for you. It was more like oh, you know, yeah, yeah. it was. Oh my God. It was like, you know, I call it my liberation, the liberation yeah. of Alex LeBron, you know? Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. I was the only black person where I was. And then you had, you know, couples scattered around mm -hmm. the region. But, yeah. you know, the close proximity, 7,000 yeah. I had, I was the only one, you know? Yeah. So all of us were the anomaly. Yeah. So when and if you actually, like, meet the other black person, like, from yeah. far or something like that, at that time, you were programmed to think like, I, I remember thinking as a teenager, nah, there is only room enough for one of us mm. here. You are not going to steal my spotlight tonight. Because yeah. that's the world I was in. Because, you know, yeah. I had friends telling me like, nah, 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 I don't need other black friends, Alex. You're my black friend. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm your black friend, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. If you dare to have another, another one, I'm going to fuck you up. Because I took pride in it. I yeah. was programmed like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I, when and if I saw another one, like, nah, nah, you ain't gonna come and steal my shine, brother. Yeah. Um, Not even brother. I'm like, fuck you. Like, this is my turf. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, shit, I used to be that person. I yeah. used to perpetuate the very lie I now do everything to escape from. Yeah. So, but it's hard yeah. to see when you're in it. When you're in it, yeah. And when you're young as well. And it's good that you have that grace with yourself and as a, as a man now. And well, I, I try. Because yeah. now, you know meeting people such as yourself and yeah. other sisters and brothers you know like every time there is more black people in a room when there's white people there's just a different energy mm. that I am not used to to this day I'm not used to it mm. so every time it occurs I'm like yeah it's fucking injection because look at my fucking queens and kings out there oh. what the fuck are you gonna do yeah I understand yeah. I remember the day we um came to the show and you saw us you yeah. were excited to no see I was, I was. and also you know that it's another energy because mm -hmm. that's also something I'm looking to identify to myself I'm trying to identify the genius that is black mm. because there's something because obviously if you look at modern-day society how the white side is still capitalizing and you know black culture and music yeah and well not just the music you have Everything. the whole if you want to use the word blackness it's mm -hmm. quantifiable and it's monetizable and yet what we talked about a little bit last time you know what is blackness mm -hmm. it's all a subjective experience yet there is something in society that can be sold mm. so that is what i'm trying to know is it just the rap music or is it the fact that y'all can't worst and use the word n-word or yeah what is and <laughs> being that's very interesting because i think also we touched on to that a little bit last time the the oblivious mm -hmm. here that is occurring that they are still in a world that i just gave you a compliment I'm like Why you, you just mad, threw you know? the n-word to us like but clearly for you you said like what yeah, Where and then are you living? Like, weren't you present last summer when we were dropping like flies by the cops? No. Haven't you seen the whole debate that is going on in society? Yeah. Like, where are you? 
But you see, a lot of people, when things don't affect them, they don't care to know. If you don't have a family member that's black or, you know, a friend, some people just don't care. It's like, I'm in my own world and I don't care. <laughs> that's the thing. It's super good that you said that. Yeah. Because not and even I'm not it. defending them. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying you're right. <laughs> but being one's family member, don't. Don't. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like I can tell my family, I'm telling you that on the air, seventy <laughs> percent are racist without even yeah. knowing. They are. And tell them about your family. Like you, your parents are white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my mom is from the northern parts of Sweden. Super, super white. Respectfully, she's a beautiful person, but super white. My dad is Catalan. He's a little bit more metropole coming from the southern of yeah. Europe, but he's still white in a Catalan way. You yeah. know. But kind of more, you know, opened up to the world, so to say. Yeah. But my family, like, around, I come from that, you know, what I said earlier. No, 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 we can't be racist because you are one we, of us. You know, our you know? child is, is exactly. black, right? And when people, like, ask me, so when do you, how, how often do you go back to Sweden? What do you think about Sweden? I'm like, first of all, never. Only when I have to, and I hate it. And... Mm-hmm. Last time I went back now when my uncle died, unfortunately, you know, one of the few people I always felt loved me for me, Yeah. you know? So I went back and it was the first time I'm back in Sweden in 12 years. So I went back. <laughs> it was like family gather, whatever, because my godmother of all people wanted to see me because okay. it was years and years and she saw me. And then we're sitting there talking and she says she wants to take a picture. And yeah, 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 can you move closer to the window? It's, I mean, we don't see you. You're so black. Ooh. And I was oh. like, and I, I, I told my mom, and that moment, I just pointed at her. Talk to her. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you see what I mean? Okay. Cause don't ask me why I don't want to come back or just understand what I'm talking about when I tell you. Because she was like, I don't understand. But no. no. And I'm like, here we have it. You see it now? So my mom has started to wake up to this now. Yeah. You know, and... It's shit like that. I'm like, no. Yeah. Because I'm not equal in it. Like, why do you refer to that? Yeah. Because it's your norm. So, you're not my godmother. You're my godmother on paper. Yeah. But you don't love me because you don't even know how I function. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? (laughs) That's the thing. A lot of people invalidate people's experiences because they've never experienced it. So, you could say, oh, this happened to me. But it's like, no, it's all in your head. Like, you know, and just because they've never experienced it, right? So, it must try to one-up that one but no 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 it's time for you to realize that you're in sweden now and we do things different here mm-hmm. oh, they, hey. oh, they tell you, oh exactly here we go and as a kid <laughs> you're like okay i guess i should show gratitude by you spitting in my face then yeah cool uh-huh. so now when i'm older i'm like yeah i remember that shit yeah. now you're gonna come you are not invited to the movie premiere <laughs> i don't give I a fuck it. if you're, you're my godmother coming. or not i'm not putting you're you not in the thank coming. you speech no um, no because that's the thing like the older <laughs> now when i realized you know and i told my mom and i told my dad and it's one of the hardest things i ever done i told him like i have never felt that i've had a family mm. i felt that i've had parents that loved and cared for me yeah. but a family no yeah. because a family on paper it's different from what I, how I perceive the word family. Yeah. And y'all have never even tried to get to know your own kid. Yeah. And cool. So yeah. that's why I'm, you know, when and if I find those people that feel like they want to know me for me, yeah. they have a friend for life. Yeah. I'm so fucking loyal that way. Yeah. Because I felt that I never even got it from my own parents. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a reaction, you know? Yeah.
and respectfully because they like everybody did the best they could yeah but the best they could wasn't shit mm-hmm. because how can you adopt a child without wanting to learn about, the about their culture and everything and when the child is asking about the country you respond no you are here now oh. learn about this country that would fit you better mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be pissed off for that for the rest of my life yeah and whether they understand it or not that's not where my energy goes now yeah. I'm just spending every energy I can to be fucking undeniable to the world mm-hmm. and I will get there It's great that you know music is bringing you to so many people who share the same love of music. Yeah. And I think this is the whole thing about the show My Black Music Nomad. It's just really meeting musicians, learning about their stories and talking about, you know, the love for music and what music means to them. And I think for you it's do, do you think it's part of your identity as a person, you know, your hair? Do you do you feel like that is part of your identity? Now it is. I think I'm articulating <laughs> properly, but you get what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean I think I created it to be because of course like the combing my hair I no way yeah, before my man that thing, you know, you know? <laughs> you're right but then again I was like I started it and in the first couple of years people were like why do you have a comb in your hair why like my father would like take that shit out you know yeah but I was like no I'm not because I love this so yeah. why, why the fuck should I keep listening to what people tell me tell because you. they don't like it you know why does it bother you so much you know yeah And then throughout the years by sticking to this also you know being here in Spain you know that they don't really know about Questlove mm-hmm. and cats like that who do have the comb so here it has kind of been given time to form into one like a gimmick of mine yeah so now for example my t-shirt brand I have I actually have the logo yeah. it's me with the comb in my hand yeah and stuff like that so I have actually worked to create you know this you is know. your brand exactly because yeah. now when I do my castings when I do my auditions when I do everything you know there's so many times you know yeah. that people like oh you're the guy with the comb in the hair because they have heard about yeah. me or they have seen me or something you know and now it's like a thing yeah same thing with when I meet people at concerts or whatever it is and they seem like yeah yeah we, we've we, seen you, you on the know. street you know because yeah. we saw the comb and yeah. I'm like okay okay I understand so let's try to utilize this somehow yeah and that's really good I think a lot of artists had to think of the brand it's not just about the talent it's about what makes you recognizable yeah. who you are you know stand out in a way natural out, way that you know. isn't like you know you gotta have I'm your own trying. style this is me you know? like I, if, if I, I sometimes I fall asleep yeah. with the comb if I leave the house without yeah. I go back to get it dude I, yeah. I'd rather come late to the meeting then show then up without show a comb because it feels so weird now. yeah so weird and it's like that and now it's turned out to be a part of it yeah Thank you so much for <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'm a just fucking you know. <laughs> idiot trying my best with everything. Yeah. And I think that's partially my X factor. Yeah. When I look around me cuz I don't know anything more than anyone. Yeah. I know very well that I will never be the best in anything I do. What I do know for anybody out there listening is that my way of thinking is the X factor. Cuz when other people see doubts I see their doubt as my strength. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, showing up at a casting, doing a self-tape, writing music or whatever the fuck it is, you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to cater to nobody. I'm just yeah. trying to be real yeah. and leave the expectations up to other people and draw from my experiences, yeah. all of that, and it's working. Yeah. So 
find your X Factor people. Find your X Factor. Mm. I think that's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> find your X Factor. I like that. I like that. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so Thank much. Thank you so I much really for having me. I really this. enjoyed it.